Mandingo Band from Burkina Faso. I'm Banning Air, and you're listening to Planet Afropop. Hello, I'm Georges Collinet. I'm so happy that we are in Burkina Faso, one of my favorite countries in Africa. Wow. Yes, and I'm Mukwai Wabesiowe with another edition of Planet Afropop. We're focusing on Burkina Faso today, and we're going to hear three takes, three bands, and we're going to talk about the culture of this really beautiful country. Well, we start out with Baba Commandant and the Mendingo Band. This is a powerful roots band. They have three albums out on the Sublime Frequencies label, and they are all killer. <laughs> So, George, you have a lot of experience in Burkina, don't you? Oh, yes, indeed. You know, I went there ordered by the World Bank not to do music, but to privatize electricity and hydro... Uh, hydrocarbure. Well, how do you say that in, in English? Hydroelectric power. When was that? About 10, 15 years ago. Okay. And it was really exciting. I was there also because there was this friend of mine, Mustafa Ciambiano, who had mm. the first radio station, independent radio station in Africa. I mean, that station was amazing. Horizon FM, Horizon FM. He was such an entrepreneur. You know, Mustafa started with one station. So from that station, he ended up with about 10, 10 stations all around Burkina Faso. Amazing. All around the country. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. But the place was fabulous. There's barely anything in Burkina Faso except beautiful sand, beautiful people, a, a will to really make it a strong country. You know? So when you say there's nothing there, you mean that there's no easily exploitable natural resources? Is that what you mean? Okay, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, you guys. Uh -oh. Burkina Faso, translated as land of honest men, has the 14th largest gold deposits in the world at the moment. <laughs> and their most famous ancestor and richest man to ever walk the earth was Emperor Mansa Musa in the 14th century. Thank God he left some gold behind. Thank you for that, Makwai. You know, the Malians also claim Mansa Musa as theirs, but you're right, it's an exciting time for Burkina Faso. <laughs> yes, the new president, the beautiful Ibrahim Traore, young, like 28-year-old new president is just phenomenal. And it really pains me that Burkina Faso is still perceived as being the poorest country in Africa, when in fact, it is actually just about to become the richest. But wait, Makwai, the leader you're talking about is also the one who just led a coup, is that right? 
Absolutely. He led a coup. The thing is, we, we're dealing with double narratives related to Africa at the moment, and I think our audience needs to know that. There's two different narratives going on. There's an old narrative that keeps positioning Africa as being poor, when in fact we all know that at this moment in time, everybody's fighting for the resources of Africa. I spent a lot of time in Burkina for the Pan-African Film Festival, as well as the Development Theatre Festival with many amazing people. Clement Tapsoba, Sibide Odrego. She took me to her village in Kubri, and I went to Wayaguya and to the border with Mali. This country of upright people, which is what Burkina Faso actually means, is going to surprise us all. You know, if we leave it alone 10 years from now, it's going to be this diamond that was roughed for so long. So that's my take on Burkina. I hope you're right. Well, I'm going to stick to the musical side, and I love this band. I have to say, I particularly love uh, this amazing guitar player, Isuf Jabate, who just blows me away on every track. Absolutely. But unfortunately, I have sad news to report that the Baba Commandant himself, Mamadou Sanu, was just on tour in the U.S. They played all over the U.S. just in the last few months. and But unfortunately, when he got home, he got sick. And he died on November 27th, so it's a very sad note. So he won't be around to see the glories that you're talking about, McQuay, but I hope his band goes on because they are just fantastic. By the way, Benning, why was he called Commando? Commander. I don't know, George. Maybe you can shed some light on that because this country's had a lot of military leaders going back to Sankara. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I have that feeling of Zao. From Congo Brazzaville. Yeah. Ancien combattant. Ah, oui. <laughs> 
And what was the idea of that one? It was about joining the army and being in the army, and I fought everybody, the Czechs, the French, and myself, and everybody was being killed, and it was horrible. And it made a, a pun on cadavere, which means cadavers. Yeah, dead bodies. Dead bodies. But he made a verb out of cadavers. The whiskey is cadavered. The, 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 the people are cadavered. Everybody was being cadavered. And he's just saying that war is bad and everything is being destroyed. But he made it in a really fun way. And it became a huge hit all throughout Africa. <laughs> Well, let's get back to Baba Commandant and the Mandingo Band. This track is called Jamfa. Jamfa. Baba Commandant, the late and the Mandingo band. So, George McQuay, got any more good Burkina Faso stories? I remember going to a place called uh, Nebele. It's a village where every year they go and paint the houses. And it is so beautiful. So beautiful. And it's also the, the only place where I got almost killed by an elephant. An elephant? Yeah. Wow. I was in a yeah. car and I said, this elephant, he started charging. Uh-oh. <laughs> Better get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> 
I remember also about Burkina. The first time I went there, my bags got lost in Paris. And um, I didn't have any any clothes when I got there, in fact. Oh, yes. And I was wearing like leggings or something like that. And in Burkina, women are beautiful and they dress beautifully. And so when my hostess saw me at the airport, she nearly fainted. Like, <laughs> why are you looking like a convict? <laughs> And she, she took me to her house and just literally we went straight from the airport where I got an immediate yellow fever vaccination without any consultation. They just stuck the needle in my arm and then went to her house and she opened her wardrobe and said, voila, take whatever you want. And I took a hundred robes and she gave them to me. This is the beautiful actress, Sibidu Uedrago, mm. who's very famous in a lot of the big Burkinabe movies of the 1980s. So you got a Burkina Faso Hollywood makeover, eh? Oh, in fact, from that moment on, I have never worn anything but African clothes because she really did me right. Yeah, that's very funny. That's nice. Well, my only Burkina Faso story was uh, driving there from Mali uh, right near the end of Ramadan to uh, meet some musicians. And George, you said you almost got killed by an elephant. We went on to a lake where they had all these hippos. Yeah. And the boat was sort of going as close to the hippos as it felt like was safe. Oh, um, gosh. Well, yeah. we survived that. But then, <laughs> then on the way home, um, one of the drivers put... Um, diesel into the gas tank. Oh, God. It was right at the end of Ramadan, and they had to call the mechanic who came in his beautiful end-of-Ramadan clothing to put on his overalls and drained the gas tank while we sat there. It was uh, quite an adventure. This is just divine music. What is next? What's what's next? Okay, we're going to now hear from another amazing Burkina Faso artist named Diko Fis. Right now we're hearing one of his studio recordings from Burkina Faso. But we met him at the Nuit d'Afrique Festival in Montreal this summer. And we interviewed him right before I went on stage. So when we get to the interview, you might hear a little bit of wind noise. But then we're going to hear some nice selections from his live set at Nuit Freak, which was really wonderful. So, Dico Fis. Je m'appelle Dico Moulay, à l'état civil, et mon nom d'artiste est Dico Fis. Voilà, je viens de Burkina Faso, un artiste peul. Je joue le Kamelengoni. Le Kamelengoni vient du Mali, de Ouassoulon, et puis voilà, à l'Afrique de l'Ouest, comme c'est la frontière, et tous les pays ont adopté. Diko says he's a pull or Fulani musician, and his instrument is the Kamalangoni, a gourd harp that started in Mali in the 1960s, actually. It's one of the signature instruments of Wasalu music. And Diko says it's been adopted in many West African countries.
J'étais à Ouaga, au Burkina. Après, je suis allé en Côte d'Ivoire. J'ai grandi en Côte d'Ivoire. Et je suis allé au Mali. J'ai fait sept ans là-bas au Mali. C'est là-bas que j'ai aimé la musique avec Oumu Sangare, Alifa Katouré, Bamal. Chaque pays a sa culture, chaque pays a sa musique. Diko Moulai was born in Ouagadougou, the capital of Burkina Faso. But he grew up in Côte d'Ivoire and later lived in Mali. Along the way, he fell in love with the music of West African stars, Umu Sangare, Ali Farkatore, Baba Mal. He also adopted the name Diko Fis, or Son of Diko. Tout à l'heure, on va jouer de, de l'afro mandingue, on va jouer du, du blues mandingue, on va jouer du house music, la musique Fulani. Bon, je suis avec un groupe formidable, un groupe composé du Burkinabé, Malien, et Suisse et Ivoirien. Pardon, Burkinabé, Malien, Canadien, Ivoirien. Looking forward to his Nuit d'Afrique set in Montreal, Dico says he's going to play afro manding blues, Fula and house music. It almost sounded like he said house, but we doubt that's what he meant. Diko was about to take the stage with a band including musicians from Burkina Faso, Mali, Switzerland, Ivory Coast, and Canada. It was a deep, rootsy sound. But before we hear more of his Nuit d'Afrique set, check out one of Diko's studio recordings. Well, he might not venture into Afro House, but you can hear how he's merging his root sound with more contemporary West African pop. Even a hint of Afro beats. The song is Danny Joe.
Danny Joe, a studio recording from Dico Fis. One of Dico's signature songs is called Denke Denke. The Denke Denke is a Finatawa, Finatawa, Wunjaudi, Umentauten, Finatawa. Denke Denke, ça parle de la culture peul, la culture poulaku. Voilà, ça parle de notre valeur culturelle. Tu vas voir tout, tout à l'heure l'habit que je vais porter. Voilà, c'est de la culture peul. The song is a celebration of Pol or Fulani culture. Historically, the Pol are nomadic people who move with their herds. That's why you find them in Nigeria, Cameroon, Chad, Mali. Diko's art is all about fusing Pol tradition with modernity, the style he calls Tradi Modern. J'ai joué cette festival avant, j'aime Montréal. J'aime le festival Nuit d'Afrique parce qu'il y a beaucoup de rencontres et il y a beaucoup d'opportunités vraiment dans ce festival. There's a vote of confidence. Dico says he's returned to the Nuit d'Afrique festival because it's a place where you meet people and a place where you find opportunities. Let's hear more from Dico Fis set at Nuit d'Afrique in Montreal.
love this. Dico Fis. Love it. Oh my gosh. Live at Nuit d'Afrique. You know, there's something I have to say. Nuit d'Afrique is bringing people like Dico Fis. Who else? It's fantastic yes. to discover all these musicians that you would never, well, I mean, except for listening to Afropop, of course. Well, they're like our sister festival. They started almost at the same time we did with the same mission of Africa and the diaspora. Montreal is a place to be in July with Nuit d'Afrique. It's just fantastic. Oh, definitely. So what are we going to listen to? Did you have another discovery there at, at Nuit d'Afrique? This one's actually from Womex in Spain this year. A much more contemporary take on Burkina Faso music. This is a group called Avalanche Kaito, an experimental power trio from Brussels, Belgium, featuring the central figure Kaito Wintz. He sings, he plays flutes, mouth bow, talking drums, and he is a, just a dynamo on stage. The other two members are Benjamin Chaval on drums and Nico Guito, who plays like thrashing heavy metal guitar. This is like... European punk music meets Sahel tradition. Very, very unusual band. And they were a hit at Womex. We met them at Womex and spoke with them the night after their blistering showcase. We don't actually have that recording, but let's start out with the opening of a radio concert that they played in 2022 for our friends at KEXP in Seattle. How did this group happen? Okay, first we met with uh, Kaito uh, and myself in 2018. He arrived in, in Brussels for playing music and exchange with some local band. And at that time I was with this band called Le Jour du Seigneur. And we had like five days rehearsal, then a little tour in Europe. 
was really nice with the amazing Kaito. And then at the end of this tour, I called Michael from Enthusiast Music, like, yeah, you should listen to this. Because I knew that he was managing the Haitian band. And at that time, I was with uh, Bargou Zero It. It's a Tunisian band. So I invited uh, Michael, and he was like, yeah, that's really nice. You have to work, but it's going to be cool. And then we recorded this album, and then we invited Nico to come. Oh, okay, so this is pre-Nico. Yeah, this yeah. is pre-Nico. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is before me. <laughs> so it's not thrashing then? It is, it is a bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Nico joined in last year? Or? During the COVID time, something like that. I met Kaito also before, a bit in the same place in Brussels, where he was uh, making rehearsal. So actually we start also to work together, playing guitar or, or stuff. And then uh, I was invited to the project. So had you played much African music before that? Uh, no, uh, actually not at all. I worked with different bands before and now also a different band, but we work a lot on rhythms and then on uh, performing uh, with people uh, to make them uh, dance. That was definitely happening last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Kaito, un peu ton histoire, le départ, ton enfance, comment tu es venu musicien, un peu de ça. Ouh. On va renaître ici. Okay. <laughs> la renaissance. <laughs> ok, en tout cas, merci pour la question. Euh, donc, euh, je suis en fait euh, dans une famille de griots. Kaito comes from a family of griots, just 30 miles from the Malian border. His family played an important role in his village, Lakoe, as griots do, singing in the Samo language. Kaito sings in both Samo and More, More being the main indigenous language of Burkina Faso. Samo is a language particular to the Malian border region, and he says it's the spice of his village. C'est toujours du, du piment. <laughs> Le piment, ok, compris. <laughs> Donc voilà, comme je suis dans une famille de gluots, je commence par les grands-pères. Kaito learned from his grandfather and his father, who played professionally on the small ceremonial flute called kumbie. That's different from the fula flute, or tamben, that Kaito mostly plays during performances with Avalanche Kaito. I asked Kaito how he ended up in Belgium. Comment tu es allé uh, en Belgique? En Belgique, d'abord, si on va passer par les pratiques professionnelles de, de mes rencontres, quand je suis arrivé premièrement à Ouagadougou, qui faisait déjà la musique moderne. Kaito says his professional path took him first to Ouagadougou, where he learned about modern music, and he worked with a French writer. They toured West Africa together and wound up in Benin, where Kaito met a woman who did programming for a radio station in Brussels. Elle m'avait vu en live, et ce jour-là, sans exagérer, le public a su que tu vois le bouquinet arrivé. She saw him perform live and was very impressed. And she became his entree to Belgium in 2018. That's where he met Benjamin and Nico. 
Here's Nico. When we meet, the idea of Kaito was to share his music, but going somewhere else than just pure traditional. Listen, my guitar, the, okay, let's come and take how you play to the band, and then we share our music with him, and it's like a kind of connection yeah. uh, that we do. Anything to add to that? Or? Yeah, I mean, the, we share the rhythm for sure, as he said before. The rhythm is very strong everywhere in the world, so that's a good point of connection. Somehow it's easy. I mean, the rhythm was a big connection, and also the texture of, of the sound. Yeah. Because electronic music and traditional instruments, they have this rough sound. Like, for example, the flute pearl, it's full of breath, you know? Yeah. It's full of noise. The texture is like noise. We are from this noise scene yeah. or experimental scene, and in the sound we connect. Oui, 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 c'est ça. C'est-à-dire qu'il faut que, tu vois, toute, toute la couleur arrive à bien mixer. Well, as you can hear, Kaito agrees wholeheartedly. Il y a en fait une musique contemporaine vraiment aussi qui est particulière. I like that you talk about the rhythm because in these kind of encounters between Western musicians and African musicians, sometimes the rhythm gets thrown away and a Western rhythm is just inserted, you know, and I always feel like they've lost the plot at that point, you know. C'est très important de garder le rythme de la musique africaine, même si tu changes beaucoup des autres choses. I asked Kaito if he teaches in Brussels, and he does. L'école, comme je disais, vraiment avoir des enfants pour transmettre, ça je le fais avec les jeunesses musicales. He works with an international organization teaching traditional dance and music to kids, especially the youngest ones. Les enfants dans les écoles. Donc, je suis en connexion avec les enfants aussi. Yeah, especially when he's very young. Mais j'adore ça. Ça, c'est le moment, il peut... C'est ça, yeah, c'est ça, c'est ce que je dis. Ils sont comme, comme on disait, en fait, la peau du vase fraise. Oh, oui. <laughs> la peau du vase fraise, tu vois, tu le mets dans le grenier, là. Tu vois, après, mais tu te dis, tu, tu peux la manipuler comme, en fait, comme tu veux. Kaito says that children are like the fresh skin of a cow. You can manipulate that skin any way you like. But once you leave it in the attic to dry, you have to work all day to get the same result. <laughs> nice village metaphor there. This was made like 2019, is it? Or? Yeah, recorded in 2020, I guess. Oh, 20, okay. And then during the COVID, I produced the, the disc and we were mixing during the COVID. It was a perfect time for this, being in the house. Yeah, right. A lot of things got done, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just talk about a couple of the songs that you played last night. We played uh, Songu. Les paroles de Sungourou, c'est quand je commence en fait à la santé, c'est par exemple Kakaraga, 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 Kakaraga. Donc déjà, ça m'amène en fait dans mon village. Et en ce moment, je suis dans un marché. Et dans ce marché, je vois les femmes qui vendent les choses en fait dans ce marché. Et dans ce marché, je vis en fait une fille. Kaito says this song brings him back to his village. 
He's in a market where women are selling things. He looks for one girl in particular. When she's there, it's like the whole planet is in that market. But if she's not, it's as if it's empty. He says this is the poetry of love, but in reverse. It's the betrayal of love, the dark side of love. Following tradition, he goes to greet this girl's parents and grandparents, but there he meets her boyfriend's dad. On voit en fait le papa de son copain. Ça, ça te ça sens. Qui dit wow, okay. It's a story of conflicting emotions, and maybe that's what we hear in this decidedly unromantic music. If you guys had a chance to go to Burkina Faso and experience village life yet? No, never. No, no. no. Would, I mean, I would love to go. To yeah, that. that was that's an idea to go. I yeah. could talk about it uh, already, but uh, yeah, life is like for now complicated to do that. Actually. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I wonder if, if the group were to go to uh, Burkina Faso and play there, what do you think the reception would be? Très belle question. On avait déjà parlé avec les amis là. Moi, je pense que ça va, ça va être bien. Je suis sûr, j'ai pas beaucoup joué au Burkina Faso, honnêtement. Uh -huh. Mais je sais qu'on va faire danser le public de dingue. Kaito likes this question. He thinks the Burkinabi would like their music. They would dance. Frankly, he says, he hasn't performed a lot back home, but he thinks people there would discover music they'd never really considered. Punk, rock, electronic music. It might take a bit of time, but he thinks they'd get interested. Well, j'espère que vous avez l'occasion de faire. I hope you get a chance to go and do that. I'd be very curious. <laughs> yeah, we would love to. Me too. Yeah, All right, well, fingers crossed on that.
Avalanche Keto blew me away. And they are the most amazing combination of sounds and just the energy behind this, this music is just, oh, it just makes my blood just not boil, but it flows. It flows. It flows. It makes my blood flow through my body in the best way possible. And it just, it touches a spiritual core in my soul. That's all I'll say about that. Hey, Banning, there are more and more recordings in the vinyl these days, no? Vinyl? Oh, yeah, I'm sure this one is hitting the vinyl scene because it's very much aimed at a younger audience, right? Have you heard I asked in the interview if they were going to play in Burkina Faso, and he seemed quite confident that they'd be well-received. I hope they get a chance to do that. This is the thing about African music is that it's the whole alphabet, you know? So just because somebody takes a little bit of a few letters here and a few letters there, it doesn't mean that people don't appreciate it because we have the whole thing in our consciousness. So I think young people are going to love that. Love it. I agree. I think it's just so cool the way they take that energy you're talking about and fuse it with this like Euro punk energy. It's uh, I'm jumping. I mean, just thinking about it makes me jump up and down. So that brings us to the end of our episode. Three takes on Burkina Faso. Yeah. Already? Yeah. So thanks for listening to another edition of Planet Afropop. As we mentioned last time, we really want to hear from you. So please write to us. Absolutely. Yeah, please write. Tell us what you think of the podcast. Send your comments to info at afropop.org with the subject line, Planet Afropop. Yes. And if you love what we're doing, show your love with a little support. We're now into our annual year-end appeal. And you can help go to afropop.org and click donate. The rest is super easy. And before yeah. we go, I am thrilled to announce the first edition of Camp Afropop. Bravo! Three, yes, yes, Camp Afropop. Bravo, bravo. <laughs> Three days of musical performances from Natu Kamarat, Bakiti Kumalo, Pedrito Martinez, Yakuba Sisoko, Samba Mapangala, and Jack Blunt. Also, interactive workshops, jam sessions, and late-night dance orgies. No, no George, act your age. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Join me and the Afropop team in the warm embrace of the 100-acre Full Moon Resort in the Catskill Hills of New York State. The camp takes place May 28 to the 31st, 2024. Visit campafropop.org for more details. Amen. Thank you, George. Planet Afropop is a production of World Music Productions. Support for Planet Afropop comes from the National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art. Our founder and executive producer is Sean Barlow. And our lead podcast producer is Banning Air. Our chief audio engineer is Michael Jones. Additional engineering for this edition by Banning Air at Lion Song Studios in Middletown, Connecticut. And special thanks to Zubin Hensler. Absolutely, Zubin. Oh, yes. Thank you, Zubin. And our director of development and co-host is Mukwe Wabeisi Yorwe. Banning Air and C.C. Smith edit our website, afropop.org. Our director of new media is Savian Biggs. 
And I'm Georges Collinet. And I'm Banning Air. And I'm Mukwai Wabesi Olway. Until next time. Musi ale fo. Au revoir. Adios. Masalam. Sigi so, I want to see you so. Yala, 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 yala